Hey y'all, welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett Aaron Willis Ford. Bonjour, uh, je m'appelle uh, Rob avec something, no, something, fuck, Dumb and Awful. At Dumb and Awful. Avec some, that's the saddest thing. <laughs> Being the, the, the French language translator for something awful. <laughs> Il y a un monsieur Big Peeler, five uh, uh, Le Man Babies Godon. <laughs> No, I'm 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 here to podcast and normalize in 2021 asking your homies, "Hey man, did you mean to be posting that hard?" That's all. That's that's my project <laughs> for 2021. We need to normalize asking your homies. This is something I've used before on like suicide attempts to to bring a bit to the seriousness that this pod demands. You know, I'd say, I understand why you're feeling that way. I felt that way. I hear you. I understand you. I'm definitely listening. And all I'm saying is if a week from now you feel the same way, I understand. Okay. And no one will hold it against you. That's how, that is my tactic that I'm trying to bring into 2021 for posting. Because it seems like with basically no ability to pull the political lever for like four years now, if you're an electoralist and basically no ability to pull the lever as a, a revolutionary for the next X years where X has been redacted by my CIA handlers. Uh, yeah. We got a lot of fucking dull time right now. So it seems like people are coping by posting as hard as they fucking can. <laughs> just like there's no one main character on Twitter anymore. We have fucking jumped hyperspace. There are four main characters on any given day. We're going to have a full fucking cast soon. I just want to normalize being able to reach out to people and go, Hey man, I just wanted to check. Are you posting with the hardness that you from a week from now would deem acceptable? <laughs> <laughs> and if and you don't even have to respond, I just want to be a prompt for you to do some introspection. Oh yeah. That's my role going into 2021 and maybe a couple of extra roles that I've been thinking about. Yeah. What are those? My name is Kid Rah! Bow with a bow, the bang, the bang, dig. That's 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 the energy that new Rob is bringing into 2021. <laughs> I'm done having tepid takes on social democracy. From now on, I'm becoming a woo guy. <laughs> you know those guys that you fucking hated outside the fucking window of your girlfriend's apartment at like age 21 and off off campus housing yeah just jumping off the roof into the pool going how as if it wasn't you jumped off a roof you don't need to (laughs) accent it any we all got the purpose of what you're doing i'm becoming that guy in my fucking (laughs) mid-30s i mean i respect it woo guys significantly better than woo girls i'm taking it back i've realized that basically the two cool things that the south have i'm talking about the white south obviously the black south you're doing great don't stop what you're (laughs) doing everything is cool yeah i mean considering what you've been through you're nailing it so just (laughs) keep doing you sweetie um but really what what the the white south has and this broke my heart frankly is two things number one dixie yes it's 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 the better anthem it it really is (laughs) it i remember as a kid two two moments that scarred me and the first was i was five years old i was in a stagecoach for some reason but this is the flashbulb memory i get and someone was like yeah jesus is great and i was like yeah i love jesus i heard a lot about him like i'm really excited about <laughs> learning more about him and my cousin was like 
yeah, well, you better, because otherwise you go to hell. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, there's an evil place. Or if Jesus doesn't like you, like he rejects you or whatever, well, you just get tortured forever. As a five-year-old, <laughs> that was a lot to take. But it was it was just a drop in the bucket compared to, as like a nine-year-old, I realized that whistling Dixie is not, in fact, a thing that you can do. No, no, um, dude. No. Delightful melody, good beat, plays well on the fiddle. Definitely don't do that, though. You don't. You can't get it. Nope. We, you nope. just got to let that one go. Nope. You got to let it die. God, that's the one you want back, though, don't you? <laughs> All the gamers that want the N-word, you're being short-sighted. Get the good song. <laughs> People like a song. They don't want to see you hit a trick shot in Destiny 2. Uh, the thing I want to reclaim, though, really, though, is the uh, the rebel yell. Oh, yeah. Because that is great. That it just feels good. I love the idea that there's a Zerg-like populace in the South that had no strategy. The Civil War bore that out plain for all to see. But they just got the right attitude. You know, they got a go-getter attitude. <laughs> if the thing you're getting is slavery and massive military losses. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to enter 2021 just fucking like, oh, dude, I got the desktop set up and even crash. It didn't even crash anything. Ow! I want to join. <laughs> I want to join every Civil War uh, Steam early release game and just be like, yeah! <laughs> and have people go like, uh oh, it's another one of those communists in here. <laughs> Total eggs broken 21. Yeah! I mean, that also means you have to become a free bird guy. Woo guys are free bird guys. Way ahead of you, buddy. Okay. Here's the thing. How do you listen to the, the dulcet tones of a free bird without letting out a primal woo? It requires a rebel yell. Free bird is, is great. Anytime anyone plays free bird, you're having a good time. Because the two contexts for someone playing free bird is context number one, you're at a bar and, and the live band goes, all right, listen up, y'all. We're going to play a little song. Maybe you heard of it. It's called free bird. And then you're off to the races, right? <laughs> Context two is the band does not want to play Freebird. Yes, that's my favorite one. It's like the Stay Inside, right? That's Bryn's band. Yeah. It's like they're there. They've got great music. They've worked painstakingly on, on producing the best product for you musically that they can. And you're still drunk in the front row going Freebird. And now they've started playing it. Arguably a better scenario <laughs> yes. in terms of Freebirding. There's really no... You're never listening to Freebird with the same... Uh, emotive resonance that you would be with like karma police exactly if you haven't been to a concert in the south and had a band bullied into playing Freebird, you really haven't been to a great concert because it's no matter who it is it's fun when you do it to ska bands i bullied a ska band to playing Freebird once it was great i, I mean you, you have to that's they if you come <laughs> to the south and don't that's the requirement if you don't have it's like we saw sia furler early 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 in her career uh, in Atlanta after her mm -hmm. first solo album and people were, you know, really prodding her to do zero seven, which was the trip hop group, the British trip hop group pageant, the bizarre, et cetera, uh, that she had done lead vocals for. And it was like, she was very generous and new to, yes, people are going to want zero seven, but I'm doing a solo album now. And she handled it with a plum and now she's gone off to great success. If you're an act touring the South and you don't at least like have your version of Freebird. Fuck you. Yeah. Or at least just play the opening riff. I'm sitting here trying to woo at you. <laughs> you give me nothing. <laughs> this is like every fucking Sims 3 game I've ever played. I'm bad at Sims 3. <laughs> I can't fuck in that game. And if you're thinking, wait, not every band will know Freebird. Yes, they do. 
They always do. They always claim they don't know when you start yelling for it. And then sooner or later, the lead guitarist just starts riffing it out. And you're like, yeah, that's what I fucking thought. Woo! It's like the opposite of Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> like if, if the lead guitarist starts playing Stairway, you're like, boo, get out of here. <laughs> Fuck off. But if anyone even starts on Freebird, you're like, hold my tab for another 17 minutes. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to be the woke. Wo Let's take it back, boys and girls and NBs. We're going to fucking take the rebel yell back. Every single time someone is just like uh, feeling cute, probably delete. I want to hear the most feral yell. <laughs> That's just one type of guy I'm being. I'm trying to be more enthused. I'm trying to get in touch with my roots. So the, the, the rebel yell, that's one. Are you looking to reinvent yourself at all in 2021, Brett? I was going to say I'm, I'm going to try to be less angry, but I think I've already lost that one. That 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 lasted about a day and a half. Why would you try to be less angry now? That's a fair question. I just figured for my health. For your health? What, what, what do you mean health? Uh, I don't want to have a coronary. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> if you die before me, it is objectively the funniest outcome. That is true. That's so correct. just weigh that in. <laughs> The fact that I would reasonably at this point, at this point, I don't know where I am in the rank, but I'm probably speaking at your funeral, right? I would hope so. Okay, so if yeah. I die before you, yes. Yes, well, that is the. Otherwise, thing. that becomes way more interesting. <laughs> if I die before you, presumably they'll never find my body. If I <laughs> if I've done it right, there will never be an organized mourning. <laughs> I will deny. I, I will deny people even that pleasure. <laughs> Just the ruined orgasm of funereal proceedings. <laughs> but no, I, I think stay angry. There's plenty of things to be angry about. I mean, Cuomo is both fining people for giving uh, vaccines to people that aren't on an approved list right now, but also fining people that don't go through all of their vaccines. So, Hell yeah. So if you're a hospital right now and you're like, we got a thousand vaccines, we have a list of 800. There's 200 names remaining that aren't accounted for. Should we just give these to people? Cuomo's like, that's a million dollar fine a person. <laughs> so they're like, so what do we just like let them waste? And he's like, wasting them is in fact a state crime. <laughs> just, we are. And if you're wondering why, well, I'm surely they have some organized system for handing out no, vaccines. They do. But Cuomo refuses to use it. There is actually a state public health system built for how you distribute vaccines. He can't go to them, though, because they <laughs> they called him out on killing all those senior citizens. Oh, yeah. No, the, we can't let the public so health can't people let do, them anything do anything because now. they dared to question yeah. my prowess at dealing with COVID. So I'm going to double down and cause more unnecessary deaths rather than work with people who correctly criticize me for letting people die. Hell yeah, baby. That's... That's how I'm trying to be. That's another type of guy I'm trying to be. These are some of these are mutually exclusive guys I want to be. <laughs> but I want to be the guy that's just like, uh, honey, me, Cuomo sexual. Like Daddy Cuomo, that's who we need as an AG. You know, with with Kamala, I don't know if you heard about Kam Kamala Harris, but she had the exact same experience as Martin Luther King Jr. at a protest. Mm, I did hear about that. Yeah. It was just like, what do you what are you looking for, a little girl? And she was like, Freedom, ooh, ooh. 
I love that story because Kamala grew up in Oakland during the height of the Black Panthers, and yet in every retelling of her life and her own books and personal stories, somehow the Black Panthers do not exist in Oakland in the 60s and 70s while she's at protests and at various Black movement-related organizational uh, actions, but Black Panthers aren't there. And then even better, if even if this was true, she went to these protests and she was like, I was with my community and I said, I just wanted freedom. And then I grew up and became a fucking prosecutor. She's the worst person. She's a fucking, it's like, it's a, it's a Shakespearean tragedy. If you're, if your fucking mom and dad are immigrants and your dad's a Marxist and your mom's this hardcore Indian woman who's out there fucking marching and protesting with the Black Panthers. And then you grow up to put black people in prison. You're the worst person. Just the worst. Imagine being there at that place in time where you've got like prime caliber West Coast Black Panthers and Hell's Angels operating in your city. And somehow you become a prosecutor because you hate <laughs> things that are cool that much. One of my favorite lines in her book, which I did read, looked for a while there like that was going to be a useless read. And then Joe Biden pulled it out of the fire. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> remember, remember that time period around 07, 09, where... You, you got one of those Logitech webcams and you kept using a proxy to get on Japanese web forums to post that flash video of you spreading your asshole. <laughs> That's the second most perverted thing, to my knowledge, you've ever done. The first being reading the Kamala Harris biopic without anybody fucking asking you to. Oh, I, I did it. I did it for for everybody else. No, I, I it's they're always fascinating. Biopic's probably not the right word, but I don't know what you. It's not literature. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me and about fourteen MFA people are laughing discreetly because we might we not, might need her in our career, so we're <laughs> not gonna laugh too loud. <laughs> Me and Roxanne Gay Gay are sharing eyes right now. You can have a, a professionally demure chuckle, and that's it. it. Every single time, like I forget for literally five years at a time that I have a master's in the fine arts from like <laughs> an extremely fancy New York school. I forget I have an English literature degree, and until someone reminds me, and then I laugh. Yeah, but it's more like your Deloitte thing, where like it's an established mm -hmm. like where it's people like, oh, where have you worked before? And you're like Deloitte, and now I talk about uh, when you fart at a DSA meeting, right? Like. <laughs> Every once in a while, someone will be like, oh, do you know Roxanne Gay? And then without thinking, I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I used to work for her back before she blew up and just have to, like, square that with my conception of self now. <laughs> it's always a challenge. That's, see, that's one of the old me's uh, that is now passed on into oblivion. You know, people say, should I fear death? No, you've, you've died a million times. So you're just on the latest iteration of you. At one point, I was Roxanne Gay Lit Journal uh, associate. That person is now fully dead. Yes. And the person I'm trying to become now is is the embarrassing, know-nothing, basic American guy who's like, you know what? I'm not going to read shit. I'm just going to watch cable news, and I'm pretty sure we're the good guys. And somehow in 2021 is still successfully triangulated that. I don't know. Yes. It seems harder it's, than that's, ever. Uh, that's like... Here's the thing, like being a communist has basically never been easy because you get thrown out of helicopters or your e-girls cancel you or you fucking all of the Western powers uh, get together to embargo you and put crippling economic sanctions on you. They kill your leaders. Being a communist has always been tough. But imagine being like a centrist in 2021 where you're just like, yeah, I don't know, dude, it's like it's fucked up. Why do people keep lying about Israel online?
<laughs> I got an auto-suggested prom- promoted MP4 that tells me that people just love lying about Israel online. Here's the thing. The terrorists who love Osama bin Laden, they put bombs on kites and they drop it over Tel Aviv pride. That happens all the time. And we need to fucking do better about that. And speaking about doing better, how about we get the liar in chief, the liar in Keefe, because I don't know what he's smoking, probably Cheetos. How about we get him out of the office? <laughs> I'm trying to become that guy going forward. Just like Lockheed Martin provides jobs in 48 of 50 states. The guy who's like... So Janet Yellen took a few million from Wall Street people after she got out of oh, the I'm Fed. I'm sorry that you're threatened by expert women. You're so... Oh, is she not allowed to make money off of her professional you're skills? You're so uncomfortable by the fact there's a woman who is more skilled than you and who is more profitable than you, who's more uh, desired by the market for something other than her body. Sorry, Brett, that might blow your mind. The fact that she (laughs) is welcome at all these banks where you took a similar path through consulting but aren't getting all these seven-figure speaker fees, I just it raises questions about what exactly about Janet Yellen, professional excellence, chair of the Fed, that you find so problematic. But I guess now is not the time for that conversation, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love that guy he's never fucking going away i've got a lot of angela merkel can get it centrist takes uh but i I don't even know it used to be that you could just be like what's the deal with the dang deficit it's like a checkbook you know out in balance it and then we have a good household you could just say that and newt gingrich would come over and personally pat you on the shoulder and divorce his (laughs) wife but now that's gone and it's just so much harder to be a cent i don't know how you do it just, it's just constantly saying we could get good things if not for Mitch. Do yeah, god damn Mitch McConnell blocking Kurdish solidarity movements. Fuck <laughs> it. Like I don't know how are you a well-informed centrist in 2021 where you're just like the thing about China and the reason we need to take action is their their anti-Muslim problem. <laughs> like just how do you look at any individual like the South China Sea? It's incredible. They think that just because these places are geopolitically proximate to their seat of power that they should just dictate what happens in all these countries i mean that's bullshit as someone who defends democracy and has through the monroe doctrine for many years (laughs) we need to get in there and and show them what freedom looks like like it's ridiculous that they think they can dictate things we should go in there and dictate to them i think i'm literally too dumb for globe emoji twitter i'm i'm just, I think most people are, honestly. I am just skimming over the fucking bell curve of stupidity for left Twitter. And thank God there's some of the truly dumbest people on earth in so there. Or I would be I'd be exposed. But I don't feel like I have enough for globe Twitter where I can just be like, okay, race up uh tie up Erdogan. Here we go. Here we go. Is spinning the wheel good because religious secularity? Oh fuck! I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that's just another type of person I'm t- trying to be. Honestly, it seems hard up front. My main uh, incentive is that I feel like if I'm just normie enough, this is a gr- you guys. You got to understand our president, Jonathan Jonathan Biden the third or whatever. He's so, his brain's so melted. And I really feel like maybe I have a chance at an ambassadorship. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, Trump, Get that uh, sweet gig Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, they aren't making me ambassador anywhere. 
but Joe Biden is really just the lib rumspringer. <laughs> you know how like every owner of uh, uh, a Crystal Burger was suddenly the ambassador to like Belarus yes. during Trump? That's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. When you think ambassador to Poland, who do you imagine? Me, six foot seven, beard like Rasputin. <laughs> I, I have had more intelligent conversations with livestock than I have uh, master's grads. This is the person you need there in the Polish embassy, not fucking Emily McInerary, the 14th most disappointing DuPont heir, or whoever the fuck that Biden puts in there. No. I was going to say DuPont heir is a good one. I was imagining uh, whoever it was that was, whoever was overseeing and fucking with the Iowa caucuses to make sure that that was a total shit show and Bernie couldn't get a clean win. Why any person that would spend their time coding in Iowa <laughs> the, I whatever their paradise is let me just say it's less Poland and more lowly <laughs> I'm just saying Joe Biden I can be a normie I can fucking learn to appreciate I don't Harry style I don't I don't know what actually you know I'm gonna have to put some work in the normie thing but just l let me be the let me be the King Solomon of the Polish embassy <laughs> let me just sit there because I, I posted about this a while ago and people were like, you don't have, you, you can't be the, the Polish ambassador. Like, what do you know about Poland? I know everything about Poland. On a one-to-one, -one, imagine me solving your problems or like Victoria Newland or Jen Psaki, the, the new Biden press sec. These people are going to give you a word salad. You come to me and, and you, you, you say, Amb Ambassador Rob, I come here all the way from Katowice and my mule, <laughs> my mule is jealous of my wife or my wife is jealous of my mule. I'd actually, I don't know what's worse. Is it worse <laughs> if your wife is jealous, jealous of, of your mule. mule or the mule is jealous of your wife? <laughs> I think the wife. And I say you cut them both in half and now you may <laughs> fuck four holes. <laughs> and Joe Biden goes, I'll tell you what, Jack is how we did it back, back in the day. And I get the Presidential Medal of Freedom. <laughs> Number one problem in Poland. We'll say it at the same time. Ready? Three, two, one. Not enough Random yours. car parts keep appearing in everyone's front yard. <laughs> Here's the thing. We look to That's Mao. That's the same problem we have in the South. We look to Mao for inspiration. I know. And Poland could be. It's a little bit like the, the laboratory of the states concept. Only because we don't do any <laughs> governance here. We just use Slavic nations for it. <laughs> Here's the thing. We collect all that metal, right? We sell it to America to then sell to China for steel and iron and metals. Everyone knows if you're a Polish person, I'm sorry to get a TMI a little bit here, but you'll be out, you'll be on a date, you'll be having a good time, you feel like you're really connecting or whatever, and then a six-foot heavily greased muffler will just clank in the coffee shop behind you. <laughs> and you'll have that moment where they'll go like, oh my God, are you Polish? And you're just like, um, well, on my dad's side a little bit. And you could tell the vibe is totally off because yeah. now there's a fucking headlight clanking on the table and it's just, it's just a pain in the ass. We're going to crowdsource that. We're going to sell it to America and we're going to build the goddamn F 35 out of it. <laughs> I'm already doing results. Cause here's the thing. And America's realized this. It's only the Polish skull that doesn't get absolutely decimated when you hit the ejector seat in that particular air wing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. 
every other fucking skull like putty. The Polish skull goes right through the middle of that canopy. <laughs> like nothing happens. By the way, the, the real issue you're having there, the reason why it kills the vibe is because you're going out with the wrong girl. Really, you should be going out with uh, Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny, a car girl. No, I need, I mean, yes. I mean, that's <laughs> dime piece all the way uh, in that movie. But no, that's why this has always been my position. I, I only have two wife outcomes. One is the, the angry Slavic wife, right, who is also dropping car parts out randomly yes. every time we go out. And she's just picking them up grim-faced and increasing her resentment of me <laughs> the entire time. That's wife option one. Wife option two a small Chinese woman. She does not speak any English, but it doesn't matter because we're <laughs> communicating on the wavelength of anger. And every time we go out and a, a goddamn fucking speedometer drops out and rusts on the table in front of us, she just starts yelling at me, the management, the waiter, everyone around. And that's just fun. That's like a master blaster situation. We're all having a good time. There. <laughs> So you know we're going to talk about politics on this podcast, but if if you are uh, yeah. if you are an enormous Slav or a tiny Chinese girl, please hit me up. I am on Twitter at Dumbenhoff. <laughs> you need you either need shoulders that have the stamina to endure picking up all of the random car parts in the front yard, or you need the the dead lizard eyes sufficient to peer into my soul and make me feel bad for causing you so much pain. So giant Slav wife or tiny Chinese wife. Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's very simple. <laughs> and look, you know, I understand that's that's demanding, but I have a demanding job as ambassador of, of fucking Poland. You understand? Like what I'm sitting in court and all of a sudden, you know, someone from fucking Lvov, <laughs> real place. <laughs> They break in and they say, hey, my nephew escaped his cage and now he's frightening the other livestock at school. What do I do? American ambassador. And I need to be ready to jump on that grenade. <laughs> what's, what's the solution to that? Just in case I find myself in that position. Well, first of all, nephews aren't supposed to. You're not supposed to feed nephews around the other livestock because then they get agitated and they want to they attack the other livestock That's and right. consume That's them. Right. They, they, once they are in a feeding frenzy, they begin to see the other livestock as Latvian. <laughs> that's, that's a predator prey instinct. It's like, if you have big cats, don't turn your back to them and walk away because they might love you, but they are at the end of the day, still predators. Poland is really the alpha predator of the Eastern Europe region. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Go <laughs> ahead. Look around Eastern Europe. Tell me who's a better predator. I'm just saying. Only only one of us has had our civilization wiped out basically a dozen times. <laughs> oh, the, the virgin uh, USSR. Oh, no, my Gorbachev. Oh, the, the fucking glasnost. Oh, no, my society. Blue jeans. Oh, pfft, dead. <laughs> Poland. You kill us 50 years later. It doesn't matter who's currently living there. They're out. They're out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a crusader order and punt them on their ass just so we can continue having our pope work for the cia <laughs> <laughs> that's right look I, I understand if you're not familiar with polish history this might seem like a lot but somehow this is all actually true <laughs> it is i was trying to think yeah the russians the only other one they had that was really bad was the mongols they did get demolished Poland did beat the Mongols. Poland did be that is honestly the the most embarrassing thing about the white supremacist movement 
is uh, the New Zealand shooter actually wrote Polish military dates on his assault rifle when he was doing his uh, executions. That is embarrassing. And my God, way to fucking own goal in your moment of glory, huh? <laughs> this is what your entire life led up to, and you fucking you, you used it to show that you appreciate Polish military victories <laughs> in the 1200s. Nailed it. Yeah, great job, guy. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I'm trying to find the pivot in 2021 because if I've learned anything, it's that uh, King Biden is just going to be out at the Crusades. We've got a real Richard the Lionheart situation here yeah. where instead of physically being in Syria, he's just mentally in Syria because that's the last lucid thought he had during the Obama <laughs> administration. And so I think everyone in like the sock media is they're realizing that the king is gone and and all of the media vassals just have to like find a way to entertain themselves while no politics happens. Yep. Like there's absolutely no electoral way to meaningfully do politics or pressure the government. Pelosi got the speakership. Yep. No no pressure has been put on Biden. Um you can't even suggest that AOC might be a little too timid for your personal sitting at home, watching TV, your personal political preference, if you say, oh, I wish AOC fought a bit more, she'll tell you that you're literally doing violence to her. You're literally, you are violently attacking her when you say that. And that's sort of like all politicians are sweethearts and must be protected a vibe certainly isn't helping anything. So I guess for the next four years, until we get an election and we use that as a, a simulacra of socialism doing, I guess we're all just airing our personality grievances with former coworkers. Oh, good. I've got a whole list. I got to find it. Yeah. So let me let me just say, uh, Jimmy Dore was very rude to me at Netroots Nation. Um, <laughs> one time when I was uh, temping at TYT, I got him a. Um, it was supposed to be a caramel macchiato, but I got him a normal latte, and he said, "Oh, I I I asked for a caramel macchiato," and I said, "Oh." Oh, I, I fucked up. And ever since then, I wish he was fucking dead. A piece of shit. Absolute trash. Garbage human. I've... I've Even I, his good ideas are garbage just because he was mean. I can't believe this has gone on this long. It's almost like at the beginning, everyone was pretending to talk about, like, is it a tactically good idea to force a Medicare for all vote right now? And here's the thing. It doesn't matter what the answer to that is. Uh, it's been a great period of online to realize that, like, in, in poker, there's this, oh, God, <sighs> so embarrassing. But, like, okay, in poker, there's this moment where as you have more and more betting streets, people have to, for better or worse, like, you can do some some sneakiness early on, right? Mm -hmm. Because the bet sizes aren't that big. So if you want to do some obfuscation, now's your time, right? But as it goes on, you're really risking more and more of your stack, and people are really pressing you, you need to actually sort of, you can be sneaky, but you have to show your hand a little bit in terms of you need to start playing the money along the actual strength of your hand. Yeah. And it's been very uh, disappointing to realize what left wing, and I'm including sock Dems like Sam Cedar type stuff mm -hmm. in there, what people are clearly just like tenaciously defending their ability to continue to book local New York representatives as guests yep. for the next yep. four to 40 years and which people are like, Hey, just a reminder, all politicians are dog shit and you should treat them like dog shit 
until the moment they prove otherwise. You this should treat him like shit even after that. I don't care about the force, the M4A thing. I just know that one side, from my perspective, which isn't much, I'm very stupid, but I just have a little, a tiny <laughs> bit more behind the scenes, like a uh, uh, POV than some people. It appears to be like one side is saying, I'm literally dying for the love of God. Start treating your politicians like cogs that aren't producing the results that you fucking put them in for. Treat them like a program that crashes to desktop every time you try to run it and brings you no joy. That's who your politicians are. And the other side is saying, well, let's not put our ratings in yet because the thing is a couple of years from now, this, you know, the Witcher came out with flaws too. But as long as we waited <laughs> and we're patient, we got ourselves a, a, a great game. And what's more important is a lot of them will play Among Us on Twitch. So, you know, let's not be too mean to our, our nicest reps. It really does just seem like I need to book my media show for yes. the next, not just four years, not just eight years, but some of these young reps, they might be in for decades. And this is my career, so I'm always going to side with them. And the other side, just like, I'm going to fucking dunk on these people because they're animals. And until they actually start delivering in a way where a socialist would be happy with their results, I'm not going to go pat them on the back because that would be very counterproductive. Yeah, I also think one of the other things going on there is not just the booking. It's there. there is some small sense of the people who see themselves as in charge of the movement and various positions because it's not their plan. Like, it feels like they got caught with their pants down because they didn't have a plan to do anything until after inauguration, once we get into the spring, right? Like, they literally were just going to take four months off and then reassess. And then somebody foisted on them like, hey, no, we're fucked now. Start fighting. And they were like, we couldn't possibly. I was totally unprepared for this occurrence. And it's like, you have people at the top of the DSA be like, I I don't know that we could do the thing that we literally have written in our fucking 2019 platform, which is pressure politicians to force a floor vote. But the actual like specifics are irrelevant to me. I can't stand when people talk about fucking tactics. Like, I can't stand hearing about how what is literally normal parts of the political process. If you have a little bit of power, like for instance, if your party barely is holding on to the majority and you have you and six people who are like-minded and want certain concessions in exchange for your vote, you hold out to get those concessions. That has been basic politics since literally the dawn of the fucking country. The fact that now that's considered an incredibly extreme thing means that not only was electoralism always fucked, But even the normal way electoralism is supposed to get shit done, we refuse to use that lever anymore. Like every aspect of this has been absolutely positively enraging because all that should be happening right now is if you claim to be on the side of the people, you should be fighting. I don't give a fuck what you're fighting. I don't care if you're fighting for the floor vote. It should be relatively impolite given your, your position as a fighter in this particular battle. I totally understand if you go like, I don't want to force the M4A vote because I want to force $2,000 checks. And it's like, yo, are you fighting? Uh, then I'm good. That's my only question. Are you fighting? If your answer is I'm fighting, I got a rule change. I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself because things are a little too bad for me to give a shit about parliamentary procedure. Tell me what you're fighting, then go out and do the fight. I don't care if it's a useless fight. That's the other bit that always drives me crazy is, is, is hearing people who claim to be left 
tell me that they can't do things for the exact same reason libs won't do things because, well, it just won't win. I don't fucking care. I want you to fight. And then when you lose that one, I want you to get up and fight again. And I just want you to go down swinging at every fucking occurrence. Somehow Bernie, for all that, like, I do wish he'd retire and get the fuck out of the way after he just did every embarrassing thing possible with Biden. That motherfucker fought all the way through for the $2,000 checks. At every fucking step, he tried to hold things up. He fucking found a Republican to help him push the bill. He did everything he could. And as a result, he managed to get enough of a profile that between him, Hawley, and Trump, what a fucking combo, it got pushed through the House. That's the only reason it went back through the House and $2,000 got signed off on in the House is because fucking Bernie kept it alive long enough that it became, became a political problem for the Dems to not vote on it. So where's the fight? Was AOC fighting for 2000 in the house? Nope. She, she bitched and moaned about how the fucking $600 bill was shit and then voted for it anyway. Ilhan at least didn't vote for it. I can respect that. Like, I, I, show me something. You're a public servant. This is your job. If you don't like it, quit. I don't give a fuck if people yell at you. That's what you get. Every politician should be yelled at at all times. I fucking love seeing the fact that like people's houses are getting vandalized, Pelosi and, uh, and McConnell. Every public servant should basically have the the temperament and hangdog look of uh, Union Rep Sabatka from season two of The Wire. That's right. You should just have a whole fucking population of assholes being like, hey, fucking do better. My life sucks, asshole. And you having to fucking go in there every day and just slam your head against the wall until you find a little bit of niche where you can make a little bit of progress. That should be your life as a political rep. Not as someone who's a YA novel fucking protagonist that we all are forced to stand. Yeah, no, your your job is to fucking do stuff for us. That is the only reason you exist in, in public service. It's pretty depressing that I, I had the, the stray thought the other day. I think I've gotten more pay raises for people than any of our current senators. Almost certainly. <laughs> it's extremely depressing. Almost certainly. I, I th this whole fucking process has been frustrating. I don't I don't want them to ever give Pelosi their vote for any reason. Like I understand if you're like, "Listen, I did it in exchange for like a big thing." I'd be like, "I still don't agree, but all right." But you're just, you're just voting for her for no fucking reason. You're getting nothing. It's that they, Wonder they Woman. They took her fucking committee positions and she still voted for Pelosi. I know. They literally shamed you personally. They took away your power personally and you still gave them your vote. It's literally the only thing you have to hold over them. And you still did it. I honestly respect AOC and, and politicians like that less than literal cucks. I, I'm yes, I'm there because at least the literal cuck is going like, you know what? I know what I can and can't do. And for one weekend a month, I'm going to make sure my constituency is well served. <laughs> and AOC can't even do that. We can talk about something else because I know this shit's been constant online. But the, the thing I'd leave people with is whatever your particular conception of what they should and should not be doing, I would just ask. What level of unemployment, what level of homelessness, and what level of deaths by COVID is required before your politician is okay with being rude to the people who could stop those things from happening? What level? How many people need to die? How many people need to be homeless? How many Here's people need to be unemployed I, before it's okay for her to spit in Pelosi's face? I hope we never fix these I things. hope we never find that shit out. Because here's the thing, Benjamin Dixon has been increasing his power level <laughs> like a fucking super saiyan for so long. This is, I follow this dude. 
His friends have blocked me at this point, but he has not yet. Um, Benjamin Dixon is like the black guy at your private school who's like, you know, I wish a motherfucker would step to me. And you're just like, you went to a private school before here, right? And he's like, yeah, but it's on the west side. And you're like, <laughs> he literally every day is posting like, oh, I wish a motherfucker would talk some shit on Pelosi. I'm not trying to get a felony right now, but say some shit about our California rep. <laughs> It's like, why do all these guys that look like they played oboe to a collegiate level want to start talking about gangbanging when it comes to democratic politics? Uh, that, they love that, and they love the uh, the military terminology. I can only see so many people talk about, like, uh, yeah, going out there and doing an M4A vote right now, that, that's like sending people into the machine gun nest, uh, just unarmed, straight up the hill into a machine gun nest. It's like... What the fuck are you talking about? I'm, I'm looking high speed, low drag directly in a Stacey Abrams super pack. Do you remember the hardcore history about uh, uh, Japan pre-World War II and how one of the big issues their society had was moving away from samurai culture into like a more bureaucratic industrialized culture and how there's this constant need to prove that like you were related to a samurai or like you still had that 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 fucking spirit inside you, even though you're trapped in a shitty little office job or you're like, you're doing manufacturing or something. Yeah. To Benjamin Dixon, Bushido is losing with 35% of the popular vote. <laughs> it's the same thing. Dork. Everyone in America wants to fucking pretend this is a right wing thing too. Everyone in America wants to pretend like they're so fucking hard and it's the worst and somehow. And somehow we're going to have fucking 500,000 people die from COVID. They're going to fuck up the vaccine rollout too. And all you fucking pussies aren't going to do a damn thing about it. Like, it's so ridiculous. I'm included in there. What am I going to do about it? Probably nothing, right? I'm going to sit here and bitch and then no, we'll just get rolled over constantly. To your credit, one thing you haven't done is fucking logged on the Twitter and posted about Medicare for all as if you're Tupac in the hit him up video, <laughs> which people like Benjamin Dixon is just like, first off, fuck your pack in the click you claim. <laughs> just like there's a bit too mezzo soprano in that voice, sir. Uh, sometimes when you get too attached to the personalities, which you should never do in general, he called Bree an uncle Tom. I saw that. Fuck him for that. Any my, at this point, Bree is my fucking weather vane. If somebody's like, Hey, this incredibly pleasant woman who manages to be pleasant in spite of truly the most hateful shit I've ever seen in my life being said to her on the regular. If your reaction to her is anything but like, ah, I just disagree, but you know, she has a lot of valid points. If it's anything be above that, you're a piece of shit. Full stop. I, I like, I can't I, trust you I at all. I feel about Brie and the Sanders campaign, uh, like how I feel about Alice from Crystal Castles when they broke up. <laughs> And if you got that reference, you're not too young for me to be dating. <laughs> at dumb and awful. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things where like if at every phase of this election cycle, they're suddenly in the boat. They're, they're suddenly on the same team as whoever's in the driver's seat. So like I'm with Bernie when Bernie's winning Nevada. Uh, I'm with Biden once we hit the summer. Uh, and now, now, now once Biden's elected, like, you know what? I'm on team Pelosi because she's had some problems before and I've criticized her before, but she's in charge. Like th that's all you need to know. If, if they change that quickly, then they don't really have an ideology to begin with. Honestly, you would think the establishment has blue hair and an anime tattoo the way Benjamin Dixon fucking tweets at them. <laughs> uh, uh, Lord save us from people who want to be on MSNBC. Anyway, uh, yeah, Benjamin Dixon, <laughs> uh, good luck on your catching felonies defending Nancy Pelosi or whatever. It's great that this website's free. It is.
There was a delightful thing I actually discovered. There's a delightful thing I discovered, which is that uh, if someone is like six to nine inches shorter than you, you're a pedophile, <laughs> which makes me, and I don't mean to brag, kind of the ultimate pedophile. That's right. That's, I mean, to me, Jeffrey Epstein is really just a small bean. <laughs> Also, you want to hear a uh, what was probably my my favorite COVID story of the of the last few weeks. Everything with COVID's been terrible, obviously, right? More people keep dying. The hospitals keep getting full up. There's now some new fucking strain that is uh, that spreads faster. Although it seems to have the same amount of virality as far as like it's not going to have worse health outcomes. Uh, we we are, are messing up every aspect of it, including the vaccine rollout. Uh, as mentioned, like we have the, the the New York fuck ups, but then there's also the national ones where every single state can't figure it out. A lot of them have uh, expiring vaccines. There's enough individual pharmacists and just crazies now who are intentionally sabotaging it. There's been like three separate stories about like a single worker in a hospital sabotaging the vaccine so that they all go bad. There's no have to point. Be kept in cold storage. Like, work smarter, not harder. Apparently they expire after like one day anyway. So there's been stories of pharmacists just like turning to people in their CVS and going like, hey, yep. by law, I got to trash like 12 of these vaccines in 20 minutes. Do you just want a COVID vaccine right now? Which to me is a good indicator that as a first world imperial core nation, we really do have a good handle on this medical situation. Oh, we got things covered. It's, it's extra funny because I... I as in all things, it'll all be memory holds like it usually is. But there were. It's incredible that like n literally no one remembers depleted uranium in Iraq. Oh, no. It's uh, as a human being of a certain age. Let me just say, oh, yeah, no, our species is doomed. Where I've now officially. At least this country for I've sure. I've officially taken on the elvish position from every dumb fantasy book you've ever <laughs> read, which is like, yeah, it's too bad their lifespans are so short. They just keep repeating the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. Like. 100%. Yeah. One of the things that has been memory hold is that for a period of like six straight months, there was at least one article per week about all of the amazing work going into a rapid rollout for when the vaccine is ready and how. We would interview generals and colonels about it. You know, we've got the production ready. We've got the supply chains ready. And, you know, we won't be able to get, there won't be enough vaccines ready immediately, but we'll get them to the people who need them. And then, and then like, right out of the gate, just fucking face planning. I love it. We just can't do fucking anything right. It's incredible. Uh, but as hilarious as that has been to watch from a just, like, a really, like, dark comedic perspective, seeing us fuck up every aspect of it, uh, there was a funnier story, and that is that uh, an employee wore a costume on Christmas at the emergency department of Kaiser Permanente. And San I know Jose. this story. This isn't a funny story. I thought it was very funny. You're a sicko. With the picture. You're a Ben Garrison sicko. <laughs> Here's me inside doing traditional family things, clearly labeled to make you feel <laughs> as a, a traditional Christian in America, feel comforted. And then here's you outside the window with your black shirt. And you know what it says on your shirt? Sicko. That is what it says on your shirt. <laughs> so you know. Uh, uh, so this employee wore a costume on Christmas, right, to, to the hospital. And they unknowingly had COVID, which in and of itself wouldn't be a problem. But they had a costume uh, that was like a costume that required an air pump. 
and was constantly pushing air into it. It was one of those like blow up Christmas trees. So you know you get the like blow up Velociraptor costumes people wear. Yeah, we know the T Rex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, turns out wearing something that's constantly forcing and circulating air around you when you are possibly infected with an airborne virus not a good plan. Forty three people infected off of the one dude in the costume. <laughs> And it's just the picture is just a creepy Christmas tree blown up staring at you. And it's so fucking ridiculous. I honestly, that's admirable <laughs> because the person that got the most COVID is the person inside the suit who was sucking it all in. Yes. It's sort of like in college when uh, you suck that dude with a 10 inch dick off so that mm -hmm. you could then show your girlfriend it wasn't that big a deal. And, <laughs> and really, you were suffering the most. <laughs> but for COVID, of course, for COVID, a yes. debilitating virus. <laughs> uh, I could. It's just the fucking picture to go with it. I, I love. I love every story of how fucking stupid we are at at every possible level. There are no smart people in the society. There are no like uh, no. brilliant experts somewhere who's going to fix stuff. Every level is filled with a fucking moron who got hired because they're related to a rich person who's the fourth generation rich person who hasn't worked a day in their life. That's it. Every fucking level. It's all that. There's no competent people anywhere. We're all fucked. Just Black Death era dance macabre skeletons doing a jig around your, your failing <laughs> corporeal form verse the the chad christmas tree with an air pump just just <laughs> pulling covid spikes into every one of his fucking t-cells <laughs> uh, and if if you think it's offensive that i think this shit's hilarious i would say maybe direct your concerns to joe biden the man who's mentioned anything at all once a week for the last month uh, he can't be bothered to come out of his cave and support $2,000 checks until after it's failed. He can't be bothered to talk about what his vaccine rollout would look like. Uh, no, he's got nothing. The man with actual power has got nothing to say. So, yeah, I'm going to keep laughing how fucking stupid everything is. Here's the thing. If that person came in dressed as Goku and not a giant Christmas tree, I understand that in terms of vacuum pumps, uh, there's less COVID exposure. But... Which holiday costumes would you be okay dying of COVID to? Like if someone came in full Saiyan Goku, orange robes, fucking yellow hair that they clearly, they maybe they recycled it from Comic-Con, mm -hmm. but it's like professional quality hair. And they walked in and it's like, hey, time to, to, my wish on the Dragon Ball is that you don't die of COVID. And you will because he's there <laughs> breathing on you. But what costumes would you basically be okay to dying to? Any any really, really committed Disney costume. I don't know what that means. So like a, a giant Goofy, that'd be fun. You would want to, just to be clear, you would want to get a fatal dose of the COVID-19 virus from someone in a Goofy... Or shucks. Yeah. Yes. Or shucks. I've got I've given you... A, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're a bug chaser now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Check that's, that one off. I would definitely take that. That's one. extremely weird. <laughs> well, I mean, the question becomes: If someone in a costume is going to give you a fatal dose of COVID, do you want it to be a costume that you personally like, or something just that magnifies how absurd the already absurd situation is? Guess what? My COVID costume would be quiet from Metal Gear Five because she breathes through photosynthesis. So unless there's light or water around her where she is expressing dangerous fumes, I would be fine. <laughs>
and she just happens to be mostly naked all the time. Look, you got a problem? That's Hideo Kojima's fucking department. <laughs> I'm just here trying to not die of COVID. <laughs> Revolver ocelot, shoot a vaccine directly into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I might make the picture of the Christmas tree the fucking image so you guys can see this. It's it's like dead eyes really make me laugh. Stupid fucking costume. I think in the new year, I'm just going to start pretending that Polish. I want to pretend like, uh, you know, those movies where uh, like Rebel Wilson gets hit on the head or Chuck Schumer's niece mm -hmm. gets hit on the head and they're like, actually, I'm the sexiest person on earth. And that's a comic romp through like the next 90 minutes. I want to do that. But for being Polish, where when people talk about uh, Polish people in Poland, I assume they're talking about like like half Japanese, half Israeli women or whatever. Like whatever, you, you know what I mean? Like there's certain like combinations where you're like, oh yeah, like Canadian Koreans or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What are the, I, you tell me what is the, the good combination. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I was, uh, you look like someone that spends uh, too much time on internet pornography. Oh, okay. So if I were to just search your history, what mm. is coming up the most? I don't know that there's a specific combo that's coming up a lot. I think you're lying, sir. <laughs> I think you're lying. I'm going to press you on that one. Uh, I will remind you you're under oath. Yeah, no, I don't think there's a specific combo. I'm sorry. I'm going to just... But we can always default to the old Rivers Cuomo, half Japanese girls. What the fuck is the old Rivers Cuomo? Weezer, Rivers Cuomo, lead singer. God damn you half Japanese girls. You do it to me every time. This is white toxicity. And, and I'm going to counter it by pretending Polish is the sexiest thing. When you see fucking car parts in my yard, I'll just like raise my eyebrows like a Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone 2. Like that's actually, <laughs> bitch, your Nissan needs a new muscler. Muscler? <laughs> muscler. Yeah, there's really nothing there. <laughs> it's really hard to make a case for Polish attractiveness. Here's the case for Polish attractiveness. What's the worst part of fine wine? Say it on three. One, two, three. After two. The aging process. Well, guess what? Polish people get to fucking 39 at 23. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, their skin ages in dog years. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I'm going to disregard all that going to 2021. I don't know. Tw another prediction for 21 I have, my own death. <laughs> Bald. Yeah. So either you have either I live, mm -hmm. I live and the world that you inhabit continues to allow me to basically keep doing what I'm doing, which is a stain on the it's a blemish on the visage of God and humanity. Or I'm dead, in which case I predicted it like Nostradamus and you have to live with the fact that maybe a force more powerful and indecipherable than anything you can hope to reckon with allowed me a secret glimpse, an insight into knowledge that allowed me to fucking call my own shot and own you from listening <laughs> to this podcast. I've always wanted to do the Mark Twain. Mark Twain was born when Haley's Comet came in. He died when Haley's Comet went out, as he predicted. I was born when Haley's Comet came in. I would love to go when it goes out, but I don't think I'm going to make it that long because it's like 70 plus years. That's not the last time you told me that story. It was similar. You're like, I want to be like Mark Twain because I want to deny black people access to the steamboat. <laughs>
listen, he's my hero, warts and all. That's what Warnock is currently campaigning on. <laughs> Means test access to the steamboat. Um, you know what happened that was pretty funny? Is um nothing. Oh, <laughs> somebody commented on my Twitter account. I posted something about how like uh, Emperor Nero looked like a, a neckbeard ginger fucking guy with too many Battlefield games on his Origins playlist. Mm-hmm. And a PUA retweeted me like just like, oh, we see here that the incel is only capable of uh, attending to mating partners uh, uh, when they are of particularly high status. <laughs> I was like, damn, way to learn from history, bro. <laughs> also, he literally married his sister. It's fucking amazing. So, like, even imagine you're the emperor and you're just like, I don't, I hate dating. <laughs> I want to share with you a glimpse into the world I uncovered, which Maybe. is so, like, you know, there was mystery and real social dynamics and Neil Strauss, who wrote the game, it was like a pickup artist book way back in the day. Yes. Right. But now, like, the culture wars have shifted, right? If Britney Spears and the Jonas Brothers are no longer wearing promise rings that they'll keep their virginity until marriage. Like, shit has changed. And so currently, I discovered when retweeted by this pickup artist, uh, there is a war in pickup artistry between the black pill <laughs> realists and the fucking social justice warrior uh, Tony Robbins cucks. <laughs> so basically the right wing of the, like the game era mm -hmm. was you had real social dynamics. And these were the guys that literally, uh, they, they preached a very systemic game. So people on the left wing in like early aughts, right. were inner game people. They said like, work out, eat good, focus on your career, have hobbies. And then, earnestly express without fear how you're feeling about each of those things and you'll basically be okay mm -hmm. and in terms of pua you'd be like yeah yeah okay like you know that there's got, some decent stuff in there yeah that's pretty much good they're, they're a big fan of throwing it out there and taking your l or taking your w and each one doing it in stride yeah Right. So if you're like a five foot two guy and you really like a, a five foot 11 girl, just say like, Hey, I'd like to take you out sometime. And when they say you're short, I don't like you take that L and move on. Right. And the right wing was real social dynamics, which was just like, what if you knew a calculus formula that could leave them like a chessboard, <laughs> no option, but to fuck you. Right. <laughs> and because the Overton window shifts, not just politics, but culture, when the PUA God, really does. When the PUA retweeted me this time, it turns out that the schism is that now real social dynamics occupies the left, like the modern Democrats, where having a technocratic system that that weighs the value of each particular interaction bit and then algorithmically sorts them along what the best indicator of interest to action item is as response, that that's all a bit too like optimistic and so the war is between the black pill puas that retweeted my thing about nero that was just like we are just animals fucking gorillas you can never have a connection with a woman in the same way that a tiger <laughs> never has a connection with an antelope except in miniature at the moment where it punctures its jugular 
And the real social dynamics people are all just like, hey, guys, today in our 10-minute video, because they know the algorithm, today we're talking about <laughs> unburdening yourself of childhood trauma so you can finally connect like a real human being with these women. <laughs> guys, hot bitch 8, 9, 10, the HB 8 to 10s, they're going to want you to be unburdened to trauma. And today, real quick, we're going to break down the top four things you can do to unburden parental trauma. <laughs> and the right-wing PUAs are just like, they're literal fucking capybaras. We must pet them and then punt them over the waterfall. <laughs> and you're just like, I don't know which of you is making more sense right now. <laughs> but I love that. They were like, Many people coming to our black pill PUA sessions are now going to real social dynamics and disrupting their workshops by saying, how do we get around the fact that on a fundamental shamanistic animalistic level, women are suck you by. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in case you thought only our government was getting worse, uh, it, incorrect. Actually the caliber of guy hitting you, hitting on you at bars is also getting worse. <laughs> That's just one of the fun things I learned online over the last, uh, this period where I haven't been potting, which has been fucking great. Not having <laughs> a, here's the thing. I know you listening at home. I don't need, if you're listening this far, like you're like, this guy must really love the sound of his own voice. He must really love giving political takes. I promise you, I don't, I am trapped here. If any <laughs> of you know a way out, Here's the thing. He's my best friend. There's no, there's no way to like casually disengage from this thing. And yet we live together. So he'll just say it's time to record. And I don't care about Mitch McConnell. Look at his hands. There are, there are fucking liches in tier three dungeons of Baldur's gate that have more humanoid features than Mitch McConnell. But I have to pretend like I care about him as a meaningful actor within a governmental structure of my nationality. It's impossible. It's fucking impossible. <laughs> I, I, I don't like it. So like when I have to go through my Twitter, you know, I have lists and bookmarks on Twitter because every single time we have an episode, I have to fucking pray to my Slavic gods. I say, Perun, please. Give me some content to fucking talk about that isn't Jimmy Dore related. And you know what? He gives me almost nothing because he's a fake god. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not sacrificing enough to him? I, I don't know what's left. <laughs> <laughs> he's taken everything from me, one must assume, uh, in the absence of an understanding of age. But it's just like I, one good thing that I did get from being online trying to come up with content is apparently in the state of Oregon, I am now a person of color. Because of the Polish thing? Did you, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Oh, yeah. So apparently Oregon... Is has, Oregon just that white? Oregon has a bunch of governmental groups and then community community advocacy groups that will like, you know, weigh in in terms of decisions government's taking and making mm -hmm. sure that it accurately reflects BIPOC voices and you know that sort of thing All right and so the BIPOC committee that advises the government there um, recently acknowledged that for all intents and purposes the lived experience of a community of color By the way, in Oregon <laughs> BIPOC is <laughs> Tupac if you got into dudes but here's the thing the fact that 
I know you think you've pulled off a, a brilliant coup d'etat. No, I'm just thinking it's funny to myself. <laughs> uh, 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 a lyrical uh, tompa-tomp, mayhap. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Tupac was by his shit. That's right. He it, faked his own death. He came back as BIPOC. No, he didn't come back. <laughs> he Look at Tupac. Here's the thing. If Tupac had Twitter, he would be insufferable. And there's no, you need no further evidence to know that Tupac was by his shit. (laughs) This guy is a a jeans cuffing, opinion offering motherfucker. (laughs) How's this guy got a fucking chat book of poetry that always seems to make its way into the recording studio? (laughs) Have you known any other rappers where that's a problem for them? (laughs) But. I'm I'm just saying I don't know I wouldn't normally speak to this but the state of Oregon in deference to their BIPOC council uh recently adopted the resolution that because of the lived experiences of people of color and the lived experiences of people of Slavic descent were both similarly alienating that when it came to the designation of persons of color uh the Oregon Slavic community should qualify and be afforded <laughs> all legal protections thereof. Hell yeah. I'm proud of you. It's big day for me and my people. We should move to Oregon. They also have legal weed. My ancestors are smiling on me right now. <laughs> uh, it's like the Haiti thing. They just decided everybody who's around there like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. This is going to be like, this is going to be the usual suspects ending, which if you haven't seen that, cause it's a 40 year old movie, it's fucking good. It's like, honestly, one of the best movies ever made. Watch usual suspects, but uh, a light spoiler here. There's going to be a moment. I can't tell you the exact date er, egg on my face. 2081, uh, in which <laughs> literal 300 years of, of Polish infiltration will suddenly be brought to light. I defy you look in the Spanish civil war. Oh, go ahead. Look into North Africa. Look into uh, the Haitian Revolution. <laughs> Look into the, the fucking tale of the American West. You'll find some extremely strategically placed Slavs. <laughs> <laughs> when the aliens finally land and it's time for just a, a pan-humanist, a single ethno-state rule... I'm just saying you might be surprised how many of you are 23 and meing yourself into Katowice. (laughs) (laughs) Strategically placed love is also how I play Risk. Got to put them all in Kamchatka. Risk is such a fucking boring game. The problem with the Risk is I got it after I'd already played like Civ and Hearts of Iron. Yeah, it doesn't work that direction. And it's just like, what am I I playing fucking video games for a baby? (laughs) Uh, it doesn't even work as a good board game anymore because now there are like there's just a uh, there's been a renaissance of like amazing strategic board games. So it's it it's not even that great on that front either. But as a kid, before I discovered all those other things, it was dope. Anyway, I don't I don't intend in launching that nuke, but I'm just saying now POC Slavic people. So when you review Twitch's terms of service, which now explicitly says that. Um, n-word okay if it ends in an a n-word not okay if it ends in a hard r that's right they had to tweet out an actual explainer for that because they were so fucking overwhelmed with racist gamers wanting to say the word that they had to write it into their toss 
didn't they literally ban the word simp from the entire platform? Yeah, but you can still throw a a, a cool mid-range N-word in there. <laughs> if you're Slavic, you you can toss that in there. How does that even make sense internally? Why not just ban right all of them? Right between the like, 9 and 10 pins. That's always one of the things about tech companies that doesn't make sense. You, you it Moderation is one of those things where it's like, Doing the weird half-ass shit where it's inscrutable and no one understands why you're doing it is worse than just saying, like, you know what? Uh, we're just dropping hammer across the board. All these words are banned. You can't say them anymore. Fuck you if you've got a problem with it. Because then people at least go, like, all right, well, it's caught up with a bunch of other shit. What are you going to do? Instead of being, like, instead of being able to do the one-to-one -one of, like, I can't get you to ban literal slurs, but you're banning the word simp. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Remember when tech companies were going to save us all? <laughs> I still have hope. I'm still, I'm relying on a tech company for my retirement. Like I, I haven't made enough money to like just put all of my uh, funds that would be in a Vanguard index fund into Tesla, you know, like normal fucking dorks, <laughs> normal people betting on fucking rainbow road financial products that understand that presumably that the fundamentals of the business are based on absolutely nothing. Nothing at but all. But our national well-being on a CNBC level is based on this collective, yep. this collective uh, fucking delusion that we all have. And you will 100% be left holding the bag because all the top investors will bail right before it crashes. But that's not my, that's not my exit route. My exit route is I plan on going on OnlyFans very soon. <laughs> To do what? I think you know exactly what I'm doing on OnlyFans. You finally got a hold of a mule? No, buddy, I am the mule. No, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm taking a different route. What's a th what's one thing you can get on OnlyFans that is common everywhere? One, two, three. What is boobs. it? Boobs. Everyone sees boobs, right? Well, what is the hardest thing, especially on the left? Camaraderie. So I'm going to open an OnlyFans in I which... I feel like I'm the villager in the fucking Monty Python Holy Grail where he's trying to walk you through the logic of, of how you can tell if she's a witch and are just deeply confused. Sorry, continue. No, go with me. Here's the thing. I think you could have a cut in here. Instead of just showing tits, which is too much of. That's the one thing. I talk to people on OnlyFans. I say, what's there too much of? They go, oh, there's too many tits, too many boobs. <laughs> Tired of seeing pussies. It's like, I, buddy, I'm hearing you, I'm listening, and I understand. <laughs> and that's why in 2021, uh, Slavic Rob on OnlyFans, I will be producing the first and premier camaraderie simulator. So let's say on other OnlyFans, it's like, uh-oh, I dropped my pen. Look at my boobs, mm -hmm. right? We've all been there. We get it. Yeah. It's my boobs fall out all the time when I pick up a pen. I get the, it. The spark is gone. They're old forms. You know, these are <laughs> Greek playwrights treading the fucking planks of a Roman stage. It's nothing. Right. Here's what I'm giving you you join up, mm -hmm. and for a simple monthly fee, mm -hmm. you get all my videos that are just dudes on the couch just fucking loving what you're doing. Just cheering you on. Here's the thing. You join up, right? And this is toxic masculinity only fans, but this one's for the boys. Let's imagine like this might be one week's video is you log on and you could be in it too. If you want, I'm inviting you to be in this video. We turn on the video, right? And I'm just like, 
damn, dude. When you quoted fucking Foucault and ashed your fucking clove in that white monster, like I was kind of insecure about saying anything, but I felt like I was both like I learned a lot from you when you did that. <laughs> and also that was cool as shit, dude. I'm so happy to have you as a friend. <laughs> Just the support of hot couch guys. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I found apparently there's like a 4chan porn star where like she does like normal scenes, but then she also does like soft GF scenes. They're like 15 minutes. They're just like, oh, I heard you got, I heard you got back from work. It was tough. Yeah. They don't appreciate you enough there. They don't pay you enough either. And <laughs> uh, I know your feet hurt. Maybe I could massage them later. And it's just like all, ju it's literally just like the comfort of having a girlfriend. <laughs> and I realized like, what about all the dudes out there that don't have that couch anymore? Mm, there's a lot of them these days. Just imagine it's just, it's an, it's an average weekend. You know, you've had a rough week. You log in all of a sudden it's like, Hey man, me and Brett were talking like, you got to really, you got to show us how you throw those spirals. Cause like when we're <laughs> playing catch, like I've been throwing the ball for years. My dad always thinks I was tall. I'd be a good quarterback. But I could never throw the spiral like you, dude. How do you do that? <laughs> Bro, I was watching you barbecue and like, listen, I always say I know how to work the grill, but not I'm like always you. worried I'm going to fuck it up, dude. Yeah. Like, how do you have the confidence to just stand there knowing that all of our fucking experiences are real? just it all redounds to like you work in that grill that's you, crazy you know dude. when to flip it at the exact right time how'd you do that man how'd you get that good bro it's got the char and it's juicy you're so good at the fucking barbecue <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing it doesn't just have to be for the lads it can be for the ladies too you know i'll do customs you got to do custom scenes if you're supplementing your gotta income. do customs here's the thing it's just like damn audrey <laughs> Me and Brett were just looking at this handwritten note you gave us. And your, your handwriting's so good. <laughs> I remember I could never really get the swoops and all that shit, but god damn. Like, it really felt like you really had, uh, like, uh, appreciation for the time we shared together. It came apart in your handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, Dave. How the fuck? See, here's the thing. I've had Ableton for, like, a year. I've never been able to figure it out like you do. <laughs> How do you make it sound so good? Oh, babe, that sounds like an awful day at work. Yeah, no. Oh, you're right. Kathy's a total bitch. I don't know why she's always putting you down like that. She's just jealous of your talent. We all know you're going to get that promotion. You deserve it. You've been working so hard for it. Bro, I don't even... I don't even know, dude. Like, I think the Jetta's a cool-ass fucking car. <laughs> like, I would fuck you in a Jetta. It's like, not you know, pause, but like, you know... <laughs> It's roomy. <laughs> Bro, how are you so good at, at fucking mobile games? Like, I can never get the dexterity for my fingers on the fucking thing, you know? But, like... You candy crush so good. How do you fucking do it? When you got Gran Turismo Mobile, I was just like, God, I'm not even going to buy the BMW M3 because, like, I can't even fucking race it like you, dude. <laughs> $10 a month, and my pick sets are even cheaper. <laughs> my, my, my pick sets are me, like, trying to open a, a, a jar of tomato sauce and be like, God damn, my hands are slippery. 
yeah, so that's who I'm trying to be. I'm trying to yell Dixie more. I'm trying to have you open my cans of tomato sauce. And and you know what? Maybe I'll be the ambassador of Poland, regardless of the haters who think I can't do it. Just just be ready, okay? You're more qualified for that position than Buttigieg is for transport secretary. I'm the fucking Rorschach <laughs> of Slavic ambassador posts. Do you understand? It's not that the fucking... I'm trapped in Eastern Europe with the Slavs. It's that the Eastern European Slavs are trapped in here with me. <laughs> and so forth. Stand twice. Uh, <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. This is Brett at Relentless Board. That was Rob at Dumb and Awful. The show account is at Dumb Awful Show. Uh, you should join the Patreon. We've got a lot of back episodes, including the books episode we just did with Mark's Madness. Um, we've got a bunch planned for this month as well. We also just dropped some new merch with Griff Shop. Uh, we'll have a link in the show notes. You should check it out. Uh, our our Florida-fication of America merch, uh, which you get a slight discount on through the Patreon as well if you become a patron. But regardless, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. It's a new year. We've got a lot of shit we want to do this year. So uh, Yeah, great great time to call back the six-foot Slavic woman or the five-one Chinese wife. <laughs> I will find you. I have a certain set of skills. These involve gaslighting, emotional <laughs> abuse, guilting you over very common basic boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, thanks for listening.